Chapter Sixteen of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud. Epoch the Fourth. A Friend because she feared that rising as early as she had been accustomed to might serve to embarrass her fiance and his aunt agnes took a magazine from her bag returned to bed and tried to interest herself in a story the morning following her arrival in the city about seven someone knocked lightly at her door and upon opening it she found the maid with the morning paper would you care for it she asked courteously i would be glad to have it she said as she took it returned to the bed and once again therein turned to read the news it was a moment before she started up quickly as she read strange murder case on vernon avenue negro minister and his daughter found murdered about midnight jean baptiste who had lost suit against preacher arrested and held without bail as suspect was met leaving the house just before discovery of the murder jean baptiste negro author and rancher is under arrest at the county jail this morning accused of the murder of his wife and father-in-law the rev n j mccarthy at three vernon avenue the dead bodies of the preacher and his daughter were discovered shortly after midnight last night by his daughter ethel and her husband upon his return from state street where he had seen baptiste leave the keystone saloon a few minutes after twelve the murder appears to be the sequence of a long enmity between the preacher and his son-in-law baptiste some years ago baptiste had the preacher's daughter take a homestead in the west on which he had purchased a relinquishment for her some months later they were married and went to live on the claim he had secured it seems that bad blood existed between the preacher and baptiste and some time after the marriage the preacher went on a trip west and when he returned brought his daughter back with him it is said that the rancher visited chicago several times following in an effort to persuade her to return about a year ago the daughter sold a relinquishment on the homestead and baptiste accused the preacher of having influenced her to do so he also accused him of other things that contributed to the separation and finally sued the minister in the circuit court of cook county for ten thousand dollars for alienating his wife's affections the case was brought up tried and yesterday the minister was adjudged not guilty by the jury the rancher and author made a strong case against the minister and it was the consensus of opinion in the court room that the minister was guilty 
but it was his daughter's alibi that saved him she testified that she did not and never had loved her husband and because the plaintiff was unable to prove conclusively that she had the jury's verdict was not guilty e m glavis also a son-in-law of the dead man testified and was corroborated by another a minister that just as he turned into his yard last night he met jean baptiste coming out he moreover claims that a few days before the trial he tried to dissuade baptiste from going through with the case and to settle it out of court but that baptiste refused to consider it that he showed his bitterness toward the now dead man by declaring that if he hadn't wished to observe and subserve to the law he would have killed the preacher long ago it is therefore the consensus of opinion that baptiste disappointed by losing the suit entered the house and murdered his wife and father-in-law while they slept the circumstantial evidence is strong and it looks rather bad for the author only one phase of the case seems to puzzle the police however and that is that the preacher and his daughter were found dead in the same room the room which the minister occupied both had been stabbed with a knife that had long been in that same room the minister's body lay in bed as if he had been murdered while he was sleeping while that of the daughter lay near the door it is the opinion also of those who feel baptiste guilty that he entered the house and went to the preacher's room and there killed him while he lay sleeping and that the daughter who was sleeping downstairs near her mother was possibly aroused by the noise went up to the room and was murdered as the intruder was about to leave baptiste refused to make any comment further than he was innocent accused of murder agnes echoed staring before her in much excitement jean baptiste accused of murder she read the account again she arose and stood on the floor he is innocent he is innocent she cried to herself jean baptiste would not commit murder no 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 not even if he was justified in doing so she seized her clothes and in the next instant was getting hurriedly into them she completed her toilet quickly opened the door and slipped down the stairs the maid was at work in the hall and she approached her and said would you kindly advise the lady of the house that i have gone downtown on some very urgent business that i shall return later in the day she stepped outside crossed to state street inquired of an officer the way to the county jail and a few minutes later boarded a car for the north side she had no plans as to what she would or could do but she was going to him all that he had been to her in the past had arisen the instant she saw that he was in trouble especially 
did she recall his having saved them from foreclosure and disgrace years before she was determined she was going to him he was innocent she was positive and she would do all in her power to save him it was rather awkward going to a place she had never dreamed of going to the county jail but she shook this resolutely from her mind and a few minutes following her arrival there she stood before the bailiff i am a friend of a man who was arrested in connection with a murder last night she explained to the officer and ah uh, would it be possible for me to see and consult with him you refer to the case on vernon avenue madame yes sir and you would like to see this jean baptiste that is the one they regarded her closely and she was finally asked to follow the bailiff they stopped presently before a cell and when the light had been turned on she saw baptiste sitting on a cot he looked up and upon recognizing her came forward why agnes miss stewart you he cried in great surprise he regarded her as if afraid to try to understand her presence there yes jean she answered quickly it is i she hesitated in her excitement and as she did so he caught that same mystery in her eyes they were blue and again he could swear that they were brown despite his precarious position and predicament he could not help regarding her and marking the changes that had come in the years since he had seen her she seemed to have grown a trifle stouter while her hair appeared there in the light more beautiful her face was stronger while her lips were as red as ever withal she had grown more serious looking she reminded him as she stood there then of a serious young literary woman and he was made hopeful by her visit now jean i've read all about it in the papers i happened to be in the city and so came right over i know nothing about anything like this and don't suppose you do either but jean she spoke excitedly anxiously and hurriedly i am willing to do anything you ask me to just anything jean and she regarded him tenderly he was affected by it he choked confusedly it was all so sudden she noted his confusion and cried in a strained little voice you must tell me jean why agnes i well i don't know what to say i don't feel that i ought to involve you in such a mess as this i oh you must not speak that way jean no 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 i'm here to help you you didn't kill him you didn't kill her you didn't kill anybody did you jean of course i didn't kill anybody agnes of course you didn't jean she cried with relief i knew you were innocent i said so and i got out of bed and came at once 
I did. How brave, how noble, how kind, he murmured, as if to himself. But she reached and placed her hand over his, where it rested upon the bar. Shall I hire a lawyer, Jean? A great lawyer, the best in the city. That would be the first thing to do, wouldn't it, Jean? He looked at her and could not believe it was so. But finally he murmured, I have a lawyer, a friend of mine. You may call on him, Agnes. His number is 3 Fernan Avenue. He will tell me what to do. And me, she said quickly. Yes, you, he repeated and lowered his eyes. Well, I am going now, Jean. And she reached for his hand. He was almost overcome and could not look at her directly. Be strong, Jean. It will come out all right. It must come out all right. Oh, Agnes, this is too much. Forget it. You should not. Please hush, Jean, she said imploringly, and he glanced up to see tears in her eyes. She looked away to hide them. As she did so, she cried, Oh, Jean, I know what they have been doing to you, how you have been made to suffer, and, and I could never stand to see it after all. She broke away then and rushed from him and out of the building. He watched her, and when she was gone, he went back to the cot and sat him down and murmured, Agnes, oh, Agnes, and after all that has passed. End of chapter 16 Epoch the Fourth A Friend Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.